Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Gico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team. And now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. When you wish upon a cookie, magical things happen. Wish Upon a Cookie is a New Jersey-based custom cookie company started by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical cookie dreams into a reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Wish Upon a Cookie's creations are extensions of your inspiration. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a cookie. Visit them online today at wishuponacookie.com and on Instagram, wishuponacookie201. Ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. This week, a fireside chat edition of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host in the big comfy brown chair in a room that smells of rich mahogany. Wearing a red silk robe. I forgot my pants. Uh-oh. Chuck Fitzgerald. And alongside me this week, from the Sunshine State, is where I believe he is currently located, Joe Quattrochi. Joe, how are you, sir? First of all, for those guests who just joined us, aloha and welcome aboard. And yes, it uh, it feels a little bit like... Now, Chuck, would you sit? Now, I would call you upstate New York, but really, it's technically Western New York, right? We are very Western. You're very Western New York, yeah. yeah. So, I would say this morning in the Greater Daytona Beach area, it was like 39 degrees. Which is right interesting. now it's yeah it's now, 34 right now it's, here right now. 
Yeah, so now it's 52 right now. It's warmed up a little bit, but it's been cold the last uh, couple days. So we've got uh, anybody who says Central Florida doesn't get change of scenery. Uh, it's never lived here before. So, <laughs> but I am doing great. I'm happy to have this little fireside chat with you, my New York brother, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, tonight's show. Got to talk about something a little bit different tonight. Yeah. So this week we are actually going to go outside of the Disney bubble for a little bit. And Joe is going to discuss with me his trip to Orange Lake. Now, Joe, how long ago were you in Orange Lake? So I was just previously, this was over uh, Thanksgiving week. So from Sunday to Saturday of Thanksgiving week, uh, myself and Jen, my wife, uh, my brother and his wife and two, ki- and two kids, my niece and nephew, my parents and my brother's in-laws, we all had three golf course villas at orange lake all next to each other for the week uh, for thanksgiving week so uh it was just recent but we've been owners at orange lake and i've discussed this before on like you know during dvc topics and stuff like that but that my family's owned other timeshare in orlando uh since 1994 so my parents have owned for i'm on the d but you know they pay the maintenance on it but they our family's owned a long time in orange lake okay now for those of us who do not know, what is Orange Lake? How would so you describe Orange, it in like general terms? So in general terms, Orange Lake is its own bubble. I will say this for our listeners out there who know Orange Lake. It's a pretty big property. It's got two gates that you get into. It's ar- it, not armed, but it's uh, it's manned by security. And it's it's actually the property is off of 192. It's just down the street from the new Margaritaville area. And it actually borders the Animal Kingdom property for the Walt Disney World Resort. So it's down the street from Disney, essentially. And it's its own bubble. And it's it's really a a golf course, a golf resort, and waters, like lakeside resort is what it is. I mean, it was started back in, I think, the 70s. It was started by Kemmons Wilson, who was the founder of Holiday Inn. And that's why it's now it's part of the Holiday Inn uh, vacation club resorts, kind of like the DVC. Um, Holiday Inn is its own vacation club uh, resorts. It is open to everyday guests as well. You can book cash rooms there. Um, but yeah, it, that's kind of what Orange Lake is. It's got its own shopping, its own dining. It's got like four golf courses. And I'll get into it, uh, whatever you want me to start going through it, uh, Chuck. But it's pretty much got everything uh, you could want for a great family stay. It's definitely its own bubble. Okay. I'll have you get into things in, in just a moment here. But uh, you did say it butts up against uh, the Disney Resort at by Animal Kingdom. Is that correct? So how That's long correct, yes. time, like door to door, would it take to get to most places on Disney property? So the closest area of Disney properties, if you go out of any of the two Orange Lake entrances that dump onto 192, uh, the closest entrance, if you make a left onto Sherbet Road, there's like a CVS there. And that will take you essentially to the corner of Osceola Parkway, I guess, where the animal entrance to Animal Kingdom lodges. That's about eight minutes, depending on like if you hit the traffic. I would say maybe it's about 15 minutes to the Magic Kingdom. It's it's just go up 192, make a left on the World Drive, and just take that right into um, into property there. So, but it, you can actually get the closest point is the Animal Kingdom Lodge off of Sherbeth Road. Okay, so it is feasible to stay there if you want a Disney experience or a Disney trip. However, not in Disney. 
yeah, this is a, a great spot. And I know Jen and I have done trips where we've stayed, you know, we talked recently about we stayed at the JW Marriott. Um, we stayed at Gaylord Palms before, but for being like, if you want to like really encompass yourself, this is a great place. If you want to do a Disney vacation where you, if you're just say you're in Orlando for seven days, but you only want to get four days of park passes. This is a great place where you could spend the extra three days on quote unquote, orange Lake property where they, and I can go into a lot of the stuff in a little bit, Chuck, where they have activities for the kids, water sports, golf, all kinds of things to do where you can stay inside the orange Lake bubble and have things immediately to do around the orange Lake resort that you wouldn't even have to go to Disney Springs to, or go into the Disney bubble. There's things around the resort that would keep you, uh, you and your family occupied. Now, when I think of Florida, I think of pineapples. I'm aware that's a Hawaiian thing, but I think of pineapples. Don't ask me why. What is the um, best dessert, like a Dole Whip? That, see, that's where I was going with that. That you can get in and or around Orange Lake. Well, you say in and around. Um, on property, I mean, they do have an Edie's ice cream on property. It's a, you know they have a Starbucks. They have a like a, a fudge. Like a, like a like a fudge area, like in a part of their marketplace where they have homemade fudge. Uh, unfortunately, that was closed. Um, a lot of some of the things weren't open still because of COVID um, on their property. But so on property, I mean, you have those kind of options. I don't think there's anything really crazy signature uh, about the snacks on property at Orange Lake. However, if you venture out of 192 um, into like the real world, there is a Menchie's across the street, which um, is amazing. Uh, it's kind of like a like a fro you know kind of deal where you can put your toppings on. Uh, so there's a Menchie's and there's all kinds of other restaurants and stuff all around the Margaritaville area. So uh, unfortunately, you know, not the place we're gonna have a snack crawl at Orange Lake, but uh, there is some options uh, around property if you want to uh, get some ice cream. There's also a Publix down the street too. I mean, these are huge units. So I mean, who says you can't go and just grab a pint of ice cream and sit it, you know, sit on your balcony and chow down? So. So now you did mention Menchie's. Um, we had a Menchie's up here, and there was a, a point in time that they had Dole Whip. They had, well, excuse me, they had the pineapple sorbet made by Dole um, in their vending machines or whatever you want, dispensers. And when I saw it, I wanted to create quite the brouhaha of the person in, with the person in front of me. I wanted my Dole Whip. Well, I mean, you're close enough to, you know, if you want to head, I guess, I don't know. I mean, you actually have to make some kind of reservation to go over to the Poly, but <laughs> if you can head over to the Poly or, you know, you can get your Dole Whip over there. I mean, you're close enough to it. Um, or if you're, you know, you make that in one of your Disney days, you get your Dole Whip while you're in the Magic Kingdom. So, uh, but yeah, this is not one of those resorts where, where I don't think the Mickey Dees will be doing uh, any kind of snack crawl. <laughs> so I, I, I'm sorry to disappoint you there, Chuck. I well, didn't, that's, I didn't, I didn't have that in my notes, but, uh, that, that's okay. <laughs> so what, what did you have in your notes? So Joe, walk us through your trip, walk us through the resort. Um, some good, some bad. I mean, the floor is yours, sir. Okay. So I, I mean, you could, this is a huge resort and I could talk for a really long time about it. I've stayed here many times. I've stayed in all of the villages. So the way Orange Lake is broken up is it's broken up into four separate villages. There's the West Village, which was like the original uh, property that was built. Uh, it has uh, two different golf courses on it. It has a reserve golf course and the Cranes Bend nine-hole golf course. 
Uh, it's also got a couple of the main pools. It's got it's where the water sports is. So they have wave runners. They have all kinds of other kind of water sport activities. There is some dining there. Um, there's a breezes, which is kind of like a waterfront kind of restaurant, like right by the pool we ate at the one night, which wasn't bad. It's not something I'd gone out of my way for, but the one of the first nights we went quote unquote on property to eat, and the food was pretty good. So it wasn't really uh, something I would say, hey, you gotta go eat at breezes. But if you're there and you don't feel like leaving property, it's not bad. Um, so yeah, so that's like kind of like the West Village area. It's like the main area. Uh, there's also putt putt golf, and if for any of you guys who are putt putt enthusiasts, if you look on YouTube years ago, they actually had the World Putt Putt Championships at Orange Lake. It's like a legitimate certified like putt putt golf course, not like Fantasia Gardens or or anything like that. It's like a they the putt putt brand. So um, that's actually pretty cool. There's tennis courts. There's volleyball courts. There's pickleball, racquetball. There's sand volleyball. There's all kinds of stuff uh, in the West Village. This place is so big, it has its own internal shuttle system, by the way. So if you don't have a car, you can take their own internal shuttle system around. Uh, but this is one of those kind of resorts where it is definitely helpful to have a car and actually drive around the property. But So there's four villages. Um, it has six total pools. Uh, there's a couple in each village. Uh, one of the villages is called River Island, and it's actually got a lazy river. Uh, the lazy river is actually 1,200 feet long. Um in, within that River Island complex, there's also like a bar and a restaurant. There is a rock climbing wall, um, which a lot of the kids kind of did. Uh, there's cabana rentals, which one of the days uh, my family rented a cabana. And compared to some of like the prices you would see like at Alani or at Disney, the cabana was only $100 for the whole day. And it had a TV, it had a fridge, didn't come with any food, but like it had, you know, uh, waitress service so and it included your uh raft rentals and included all the rock climbing you could do so if your kid wanted to go rock climbing uh there's like a rock climbing wall that was included as well which was pretty cool there's also said tennis courts three arcades um all throughout the uh the area um in the north village um there is a like another called splash lagoon area it's like another like larger like uh, a pool area um, so if you're in that North Village area, also in the area, there's a nine-hole lit par three golf course called the Legends Walk. It's literally, you can play par three golf at night, which is really cool and very unique. Uh, it's been closed for COVID for a while. It's reopening December 1st, which actually was yesterday. So it's actually pretty cool that it's going to be open again. Fitness centers all over the place. Uh, the last village is the East Village. That's actually the one that the property borders Animal Kingdom. It's kind of about, there's... Florida 429 actually runs through the middle of Orange Lake, believe it or not. So it's on the it's on the east side of the property. And uh, contained there are some additional units. There's also the Legends of Orange Lake Golf Course. It's got its own fitness center. It's got its uh, the Wilson Palmer Room, which is like an event space if you wanted to rent out an event space for something. Uh, fitness center. It's got the Legends Golf Course Pro Shop. So this place is huge. I mean, it's got its own pizzeria. Um, all kinds of shops. Uh, there's a sun shop. There is uh, the marketplace. There's the uh, breezes, the surf shack. Uh, these are all places where you can get food and beverage at. So there's a lot going on. Uh, total, I looked it up online. I think there's 2,478 rooms at Orange Lake, and they vary from like small hotel rooms to like three bedroom, like grand villas. And we were in a two bedroom unit for our trip. And we stayed in the West Village, and we actually had a great view overlooking uh, the eighth hole in the Cranes Bend Golf Course, which is an island green, which is awesome. It's right up my alley. 
And inside of our room, we had a full kitchen. We had we had enough room in the dining room where I had the dining room table. I was included with the unit, Chuck. And we also brought like a folding table. We fit 10 people plus one adult that was in a wheelchair uh, for Thanksgiving dinner in our unit. Uh, Jen and I had the master unit. My parents decided to take the guest room. We had our own balcony outside overlooking the golf course. I had a living room area. We had plenty of room for 11 people, and it worked out great. Um, and obviously, we, the other two units were next to us. That's where everybody else stayed. But we all gathered in one unit together um, for Thanksgiving, and it was great. So, um, so as for that, I mean, uh, the resort's got a lot to offer. Um, I mean, I played personally. Everybody knows here I'm a big golfer. Um, Wait, I played really. Yeah, I know, right? I don't think believe, you've right? ever I mentioned. Am, I, even though I am DVC golf member number 001, I played all of my rounds at Orange Lake. And number <laughs> one, you're right, you're right there. The courses are great courses. They're not like, you know, the Legends golf course is an Arnold Palmer golf course, Arnold Palmer design. Uh, so that's a really nice course. The other ones are a little older, kind of old school Florida courses. They're designed by Joe Lee. Uh, if you're a golfer, you know who Joe Lee is. He designed half of the resort golf courses from like the 60s and 70s in the state of Florida. Um so, but those are a little more friendly. They kind of border all the golf villas and stuff. But, you know, we were right on property there. And, like, I, me and Jim have the first tee time at 7 a.m. It'd be nobody out there with us. And we just, we get done in, like, two and a half hours. It was great. So I played 36 holes on Monday. We played uh, 18 on Wednesday, 18 on Thursday. And I hit balls on Friday. Um, we went to Disney on Tuesday. Went to the Magic Kingdom on Tuesday and Disney Springs Thursday night and Saturday. So um, we did kind of mixed in a little bit of Disney, which I won't get to. But, um if you're a golfer or a tennis player, it's a great place. Uh, it's a great place to uh, be. But um, going into some of the other things, Chuck, that we did besides the golf, which you know I'm not gonna get too deep into. We we did eat at Breezes the one night. The food was pretty good. It wasn't crazy. Like it's not something I would go and stick my reputation on. But if you're on property and you wanna, you know, you don't wanna venture too far. You're like wanna have a quick bite to eat while you're hanging out at the pool at one of the main pools at Orange Lake. Breezes is not a bad spot. The service was very nice. The waitresses were great. The bartenders were a lot of fun. Live music there. They have a guy like that was playing guitar, playing like you know island kind of songs, your know, Jimmy Buffett stuff, and your your uh, uh, your Kenny Chesney songs. You know, kind of like the island kind of feel songs. So it, it was a good it was a good spot for dinner. The food was good. I wasn't crazy busy. And if you're staying at Orange Lake and uh, kids eat free there uh, at Breezes, which was great. So uh, my niece and nephew ate for free. So uh, that saved my brother some money there too. Um, speaking of eating. Um, if you don't want to venture into Disney to eat right outside the gates, Chuck, there's a lot of different chain resort, a chain mm -hmm. restaurants outside. You know, you got your your uh, TGI Fridays and that kind of stuff. There is one restaurant that I I don't know if it's a chain or not. It's it probably is, but I, I've only eaten at this one. It's called Rock and Brews, and it's right outside the uh, right outside by Margaritaville. And there's like a Skechers store. There's a bunch of like uh, retail shops there, but this place was an awesome place to go watch a game. Plenty of outdoor seating if you want to be still outside because you don't want to be eating inside because of COVID and all that stuff. Plenty of indoor seating. Fantastic wings. Great fish tacos. Um, quesadillas were great. I mean, I really liked the barbecue wings. They were really good. Great beer selection. So if you're looking for something that's, you know, and, and compared to what you would pay in Disney, you get the bill, you're like, wow, I'm not used to not paying this much while I'm in Orlando. So Rock and Brews, I would definitely recommend uh, if you are on 192 over by Orange Lake in Margaritaville. Uh, pretty good spot to to go get some food there, but uh, anyhow. But yeah, um, so for yeah, and, and there's places to eat for like dessert, like I said, menchies and stuff like that. But uh, 
Also outside of the gates, uh, if you go out, make a right, you go down 192, you run into like, you know, your Wawa's, your 7-Elevens. If you go left, Orange Lake has its own Publix. So if you need any kind of supplies, uh, we got our Thanksgiving dinner from Publix. We pre-ordered it and you kind of just take it from there. I mean, so that was kind of very convenient uh, to have, you know, Thanksgiving dinner within our unit. So um, that worked out really well just to have a, a full grocery store right there, right outside uh, the property gates. So, um but yeah, I mean, it's it's got a lot to offer. Like I said, a couple other things I just want to mention real quick, Chuck. Um, within, you know, activity-wise, I mean, they have water sports. I mean, there was a line for the Wave Runners. People were out on Orange Lake proper, just like tearing it up on Wave Runners. I mean, they have all kinds of activities. I'm looking right now at the updates on their website. And every day... Um, you know, they were adding more and more things like they have movies still. The fitness centers were open. They had water slides at, at the pools. Let me tell you, the water slides were pretty, <laughs> they were pretty good, man. I got beat up on the one slide. Um, you know, they have, let's see, I got hair braiding, got volleyball courts. They have bingo. Uh, Putt-Putt Golf was open. Um, they have sports courts. And the one area, Chuck, which I thought they had a lot, uh, they call it the fun zone. This is in the River Island section. And the stuff that is included is they have a giant like water slide, island island golf. They have a sand volleyball court. They have a soccer field. They have a, a playground, and they have its own uh, rock climbing wall just in this one area, and it's all included, you know, at your resort. So, okay. so there's um, a lot got, to do outside of. There's a lot to do besides like you know you look at it, you think it's a golf resort. There's a lot to do for the kids, um, you know, throughout the resort. A trivia, karaoke that was going on. Uh, music. I mean, um, I mean, there's just there, there was there was a lot going on. I mean, like there was my niece like joined in a game of volleyball with these random kids, and she was in there for like three hours playing volleyball. And then I got suckered into the game, so like I'm like the old guy in the back line, you know, like serving the ball up with all these like <laughs> ten, ten and twelve year olds. But dude, we had a blast. I was keeping an eye on her. I mean, there was just a ton to do. Everybody's just having a blast in the pool. Um, lots of families. Um, there's a little bit of something for everybody there. So I think, you know, we always talk about the Disney bubble, but I think this is one of those places where you could really immerse yourself in this bubble and, and have a good time. Now I will say this, my parents have owned this since 1994. This is a timeshare resort. This is a place that they will try to sell you timeshare. So just be aware, know what you're getting yourself into. Like even if you pay cash for the rooms, they're going to want you to go in and sit through the spiel and all that stuff. So just be prepared to deal with that. It is still it is still a timeshare. Uh, my parents have it. It's part of the RCI exchange. They're trying to get into their own. Um, they're not trying. They are in like Holiday Inn Vacation Club. Kind of has its own ecosystem now, as I call it. Kind of like DVC. And they're trying to get some of the legacy members to go into that. So just be aware of that. Um, I mean, I, for RCI, it's definitely worth having because you could trade to go to you know a lot of other RCI resorts, but. But just keep that in mind. They're gonna to try to sell you their holiday and vacation club. But uh, if you can get past that, um, it is a great, it is a, definitely a great resort. Um, but yeah, I'll take a break there and let you uh, add some two cents in, Chuck, while I take a swig of drink here for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do have a, a, a number of questions. The first one yes, being, um, you said volleyball. Is that correct? That you is were, correct. There, yes. You were you were playing. How many days after playing volleyball were you sore? I think I was sore from all the golf I was playing, believe it or not, because I hadn't played that many rounds of golf in a row in a while. But I was a little sore from the volleyball because 
you know, you don't feel like you know the muscles you're using when you're in the water until you get out next to you. Just like, damn, I'm sore. But <laughs> it's like, it, how it does this funny. happen? You know, what's funny is that all of us go nuts. Like, I don't have kids, right? But we see parents go nuts trying to give their kids like the greatest Disney vacation. My sister-in-law does it. My sister-in-law is a crazy Disney fan. I think she's got like 50 lounge fly bags. Like my sister-in-law loves it, right? Mm-hmm. They they go all the time at Disney. My niece. That was the and they, they went a couple of days. They went a couple of days. We didn't go to the parks with them. That she said that was the favorite part of her trip. I was playing volleyball with Uncle Joey in the pool. It wasn't even going to the parks. Wasn't going to Magic Kingdom. Wasn't going to Hollywood Studios or Downtown Disney or I mean sorry Disney Springs. It was playing volleyball with Uncle Joey for three hours in the pool with a bunch of random kids she just met. So, go figure, right? It's it's crazy how things work out. Yeah, that that's fair. I mean, I, I remember you know obviously from when I was a kid the. Uh... The memories that I have generally aren't of the parks, though I'm sure my my mother uh, would be much upset to to remember that to hear that. Though I do remember some classic Epcot, and that just can't be beat. But the uh, the memories that are created outside of the parks are generally going to be the the longer lasting ones. And you know, playing a uh, three hour volleyball game with with you would uh, would certainly rank pretty high up there, Joe. I, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that, that between uh, the two of us and our <clears throat> naturally competitive nature, nothing bad would happen. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I don't then... see anybody trying to <laughs> spike the ball on each other, right? You know? No, no, definitely not. And then that would lead to the follow-up show, um, Orlando Health, and our review of their Well Now Centers. Listen, I have been to Celebration Hospital a few times. <laughs> I can give you a review. They're actually very nice over there. So. Oh, that's fantastic. That's that's great. Um, so you you did mention that you ventured into Disney property. Is that correct? Yes, we did. We did head onto out of one bubble into another. Uh, I went to Magic Kingdom on Tuesday. And went to Disney Springs on, as I say, Friday and Sat Thursday, Friday and Saturday. A couple of days. We only went to the parks one day. Okay. Uh, but because um, there's just so many other things going on, we had reservations for Sunday and Saturday at Epcot. We ended up canceling them. There just wasn't enough time. But we did experience a little bit of the parks and a lot of Disney Springs. So l- let's go through um, Magic Kingdom first, obviously, because that is the first thing that you mentioned. Were you there in the evening hours of the day? No. So we were there from about rope drop to about 5 p.m. Well, I'd 5:30. consider 5 p.m. the evening. Yeah, I mean, we didn't stay till like, close, but... Um, I guess my specific hours, question is, did you witness Cinderella Castle without the dream lights? I did not, no. Okay. Have you seen pictures? I have seen pictures, yes. What are your thoughts on that? Um, and did it feel like Christmas in Disney, um, given the current state of the world? So, I mean, like main street, I mean, it, it, main street is decorated like it normally is. I mean, they got the tree up right now in like in the, the front hub, as I call it, like right by the, uh, the city hall. Mm-hmm. Um, they got all the, the typical decorations going up and down, you know, main street. I mean, I, I guess it did. I mean, they, there wasn't anything like at like the uh, for example like we uh, when you drive through like the Magic Kingdom uh, like the parking gates sometimes I'll put up like the Christmas stuff there was nothing there okay so I would say maybe just maybe now I didn't venture into the resorts so I can't speak for like 
you know, what was going on in the Grand Floridian or the Poly or Contemporary, like the, the places that typically have like, you know, the gingerbread houses and, and things like that. I, I can't say if those were going on or they're they not up yet. Yes. Okay. So I didn't miss anything there, but um, at least in that little part of Main Street, it did feel like it. I, I would say Disney Springs felt more like it because, and just to elaborate more on what you're talking about with the, the Christmas feeling is my niece and nephew really wanted to do the Christmas tree trail. Now, I'm sure as our listeners remember a couple of years ago, they stuck the trees down at the old bus stop and it was weird. And it was like, it was just a weird use of the space. It was a good starting point. Now what they've done is they've spread out the trees all throughout Disney Springs. And if you went to, at least we went to House of Blues, like the gift shop all the way on the, you know, the west side, um, they would give you like a, a, it was sponsored by Advent Health and Advent Health gave you like a, a map and it had stickers on it and you could go throughout Disney Springs and then when you saw a tree, you could put the sticker like on the map that they gave you and you could take pictures. And then when you worked your way all the way over to the, the Village Marketplace section, as I call it, um, when you finished your Christmas tree trail, uh, you can go into, I forgot what's, what store they went into. Maybe it was where the photo pass was, I believe. I'm not 100% sure. But they would give you a button that said, like, you know, 2020, you know, Christmas tree trail sponsored by Advent Health. They give you, like, a button that you would normally get. So that was, like, your little prize that you got for completing the Christmas tree trail. So besides all the trees and stuff like that, you know, they had a couple spots where they had, like, the fake snow machines going and stuff like that. So, you know, they, they, they did their best to do what they could. You know, so it felt more Christmassy there, I think, than anywhere else on property. That's, in my opinion, from what I saw. Okay. Now, while you were at Disney Springs, did you partake in any um, food generally, but specifically daily poutine, as we all know, and it is well documented that that is my absolute favorite place to eat in Disney Springs? I We walked by it, Chuck, and unfortunately we did not. I would say this is one of those trips between everything that we like. So the, just, to, just to explain what was going on that week, we ate at Breeze's Monday night. On the quote unquote orange like property. Okay. We Thursday night was Thanksgiving. So that was, we had Thanksgiving dinner in our unit, turkey, the, the traditional stuff. Tuesday night when we were, Tuesday when we were in Magic Kingdom, that was my nephew's birthday and he wanted meatballs and lasagna. So my mom was making lasagna, my brother was making meatballs when they got home from. Uh, the parks, like, you know, the homemade meatballs. So, like, we had lasagna and meatballs on Tuesday. So that carried over into leftovers for Wednesday. Then you had Thanksgiving. After, dude, I was, like, I couldn't eat anymore. So, like, I mean, my snacking was very limited. I will say the one thing we did partake in, I was actually kind of disappointed in it. We ended up at Dockside Dockside Tavern, Dockside Bar. Dockside the village side. Docks, no, 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 no. The... The place you get the uh, the margaritas, whatever I think it's the Dockside Margaritas. Spring. Yeah, Dockside Margaritas, but we wanted eggnog. Okay. And so it was a very strong eggnog drink, but it was that pre-mixed Disney stuff. Yeah. And it just it tasted terrible. And like my brother makes a nasty eggnog, man. My brother makes it with like we get the Publix eggnog. He puts a little amaretto in there, some spiced rum. Like it comes out really good. This was just like a. a pre-mixed concoction of like frosty it was, it was not good and the one thing we would be we, we asked about like five different places we're like we're, you guys have eggnog like it's the only place that has this dockside you know whatever it was called so we worked our way all the way over from the west side over to the marketplace to go there to get it and it was strong i mean which was good but it just didn't have the eggnoggy taste that like i'm used to so that was a little disappointing i, I will say that 
But, uh, you know, but yeah, that's about the only thing I really partaked in, in Disney, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, during the day in Magic Kingdom, you know, I mean, Jen and I had a snack here and there, but I knew I was eating lasagna that night, so I was kind of fasting at the same time. So I think we split uh-huh. a pretzel. Well, <laughs> I, I will be honest. When you said uh, lasagna and meatballs and Magic Kingdom, I got a little concerned for your safety, and I thought you went to Tony's. No, 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 no. Especially when you got mom making the sauce. No way, man. My mom makes, um, you know, listen, every Italian from Jersey or New York, or it doesn't matter if you're Italian living somewhere else, every family's got their own recipe for sauce, right, or gravy, whichever way you want to call it. My mother makes our sauce. We call it sauce because it's what we call it um she makes it in my grandmother's pot this pot's got to be like 70 years old it's awesome it's like a family heirloom and i hope to get it um yeah one day or if my brother gets it keep it in the family but she still makes the sauce in the same pot that my grandmother used to make it when i was a kid so it kind of travels around with with the family but yeah i wasn't missing that no way okay now i I, fun fact of, of myself i uh the first time we had breakfast at Trattoria Al Forno um, over on Boardwalk, it is a character breakfast, so anyone that doesn't isn't aware of that, don't be surprised. Uh, well, I don't know how that works right now, but you could also eat outside. I got the, uh, the calzone, and on the menu, it said uh, gravy. It said it, it had Sunday gravy on it, and I'm thinking, huh. How does a calzone have gravy? But I, you know, I felt adventurous. I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, it is actually red sauce, and it is delicious. By the way, um, so if you if you go over there and you want pizza for breakfast, I recommend uh, the the calzone at uh, King Triton something or other is what I believe it is called. I think it also comes with a big giant fork that you can't eat it with. They take it away from you. Oh. They probably probably don't want you walking away with it. Well, they probably don't want you to poke yourself in the eye with it or walk away with it, I guess, now that I think of it. Now, now I will say this, Chuck, speaking of sauce, I want to give a shout out to one of our biggest fans. She's one of my favorite ladies, Florence Porter. Florence, I know you're listening. Uh, Florence says uh, I always mention her to make sure that she's listening. So we did meet Florence and her husband, Mike, uh, Saturday at Sanaa for lunch. And um, we did have the bread service. So that we did enjoy the bread service. I had the butter chicken. It was very good. I will say this. Um, we've been talking about cast members and all that stuff and like how, you know, they Disney keeps laying off people and it, it stinks. Um, but the cast members at Sanaa on Saturday, um, our waiter cannot be more gracious and grateful that we were there dining. Like he must have thanked us like five times. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for coming in. It's like, dude, we're just we're happy to be here. Thank you for being open. So fantastic cast members at Sanaa on Saturday. We had a great meal. Bread service was still spot on. Uh, limited menu. I, I, I will recommend this. Um, I think I don't know if I've said this before, Chuck, but we all use touring plans. At least I do um, for I use it for everything. However, with restaurants lately, make sure you fire up the MDE app and look at what Disney is saying they're offering because they're changing their menus constantly. Like they're pulling things off and Things that were listed on like touring plans or other websites you may use, aftermarket websites, um, are not what being is not what's being offered right now um, at these uh, these restaurants and resorts. So just uh, yeah, before you go, just make sure you check out what Disney says that they're offering for uh, lunch and dinner because it might be different than what you're used to. Now that's actually a huge thing because I hadn't even thought of that. Um, touring plans or probably D- Disney Food Blog or, or anything like that probably scrapes the data. Not frequently from Disney, 
um, to update their menus, or not frequently enough. But in today's constantly changing environment, um, that is a very, very solid tip and piece of advice because you don't want to go to Sanaa and, you know, look for the the bread service, though I can't imagine they're taking that away, only to be disappointed by not having the bread service. And I will say that would be entirely me because I would not eat anything else on that menu ever again. See, you know, it's funny. Jen said the same thing. She's like, they better have the bread service. And I said, like, maybe it's on there. I just looked it up. But I enjoy the butter chicken with the cilantro and coconut rice. I mean, I, nope. I, 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 I see. I, and I'm not a really adventurous eater with certain things. And I, I some of those things I find really good. I mean, I, I will say this. Whatever, whoever's in the back cooking, I don't know if it's the, the usual chefs or not, but it was spot on, man. You would not know that they were closed for how many months. I mean, it was good. So I, I definitely enjoyed it. But the good thing is, is that if you're staying at Orange Lake and you want to make a Sanaa reservation, it is literally like a seven or eight minute drive from your resort to, to Animal Kingdom, you know, down Sherbeth Road. So it's uh, it's pretty close to uh, Gulf Meal there. Okay. Now, a couple more questions. I mean, before we wrap up, I, I do want to ask you, um, would you recommend staying at Orange Lake for a Disney trip? Not necessarily a trip where you just go to Disney, but where the entire reason for going is Disney. Uh, it, it, I would say this. It, it would depend. If you're going to go every day to Disney, like you're going to do seven. Just say you have a seven-day trip and you do seven days in the parks. Mm-hmm. It depends on the price. If, you if, you if you're going to have your own car, you're not going to be relying on because Orange Lake does have a shuttle. I don't know if it was running this time. I did look up the what online, and a lot of times it's like $20 a day per person. So like the shuttle to the parks is not included. So they do charge for some things like that. But if you're going for every day to every day, to, it, it all depends on how much you're getting the rooms for. If you if you're going to go, if you've got a large family and you can get a two bedroom or a. So, for example, I just say we shared a unit with my parents. So they gave my parents gave Jen and I the master and my dad and my mom stayed in the, the guest room, which had two queen beds. I think my dad just likes to have his own bed up there. 48 years of marriage, I think it's just, it's irrelevant. They're in the same bed, I think. But anyway, uh, it, it, you know, for us to, we had our, you know, had a washer and dryer. It had a kitchen, you know, if the room, if you could stay in one unit and it's going to cost you half the price of what Disney rooms will cost, or even what a, a, a hotel room, like in the Disney Springs area is going to cost, mm-hmm. you know, what? even if you don't take advantage of, all the amenities there, it, it's not a bad idea because it's got a lot of space and it's close to property. So, you know, it depends if you want to have the washer and dryer and the extra room um, and, and be pretty close to property, it's to Walt Disney World property. It's not it's not a bad idea. If you've got a larger family, you can get and you don't want to do a rental home, but you don't want to get three or four hotel rooms at like a Hilton or even on a Disney property. This might be a place where you can get a two or three bedroom, you know, villa for like a pretty good price so yeah i could see you doing a whole disney trip you know because the only thing is you're just not going to have access to you know the disney transportation so if that's not really a big thing for you and the great thing about orange lake is that the pools are still open late so if the parks are closing at seven or eight their pools are open until like 10 o'clock every night they're lit just like disney pools are they're heated just like disney pools are so um you know you, you can still get back to your hotel and you know, go back to your room, and then still have you know plenty of time to hang out by the pools and stuff like that. 
The one other thing I will say is two truck as well is a lot of these rooms you could just park right in front of your room. Not all of the rooms are that way because some of the rooms like in the West Village, uh, they're like kind of high rise units, so they're more of like a larger parking lot. Okay. But the, I'm sorry, but the East Village, I'm sorry, but the West Village and the North Village, you can park right in front of your unit, so it's very convenient as well. So, yeah, I would say you know, depending on price and the size of your group and what you're looking for, I could actually see it as being a legitimate place to stay um, if you could save yourself some money. Sure. It, but it does sound like the key to that is, is having your own transportation. Yes. Because at twenty dollars per person per day, that that would add up. This very is quickly. not a this is not a resort. You do not have a car at. Okay. That is the number one tip I can give you. Orange Lake is a place you should have a rental car or have your own vehicle. I see people walking around property all the time there. The Orange Lake property. Maybe they're just like they didn't want to move their car or not. But you definitely need a car to get around. I mean, you could walk to like the pools. Like I know where our room was to the main pool and where Breeze is. It's like a four minute walk like three minute walk it wasn't we were in a, a fantastic location but you could be on like another side of the property where it's, it could be a 25 minute walk literally i mean it's 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 crazy so um I, I would definitely recommend having a vehicle at this place okay now the you mentioned the pools you mentioned the slide so it's clearly a family accessible if not necessarily family um designed resort is that a, a pretty yeah, this is, def- this is definitely a family resort. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's got adult activities. It's got like the golf and the tennis and all that stuff. But, you know, what, dude, there's also like we saw father and son playing golf at 7 a.m. I mean, like it's friendly. It's it's golf friendly for kids as well. I mean, there's plenty of putt putts everywhere. It's mm-hmm. definitely a, a family friendly resort. OK, now, given the current state of um, Disney hotels and their amenities or, or lack thereof, would you recommend this more so now than perhaps in the past, or is it about the same? Um, I think there's more. I think that there's more going on here right now. I think that they. So, for an example, like they weren't. I don't want to make it sound irresponsible, but. You know, like when you go to, to the Disney pools, they're very big on like don't move the chairs. They're social distance and all like. There was just kind of like they had the chairs, they were spread out, but like there was they weren't counting people coming in and out of the pool area. Okay, they had they had activities going on, but granted, they were also they were taking precautions. Like if you were in the arcade, they asked you to put a mask on. If you were doing the rock climbing wall, they wanted you to put a mask on. If you were watching your family do, they're like, oh, if you didn't have one, like, oh, can you just put this mask on? They gave you a brand new one. So they they were you know they were being um, uh, safe there. But I do think that there was a lot of things going on because, look, there's no water sports going on at Disney. There's no boat rentals. There's nothing of that going on. They had water sports going on. They had all kinds of stuff going on. So there's definitely more amenities being offered here right now than than definitely at the Disney resorts. that That I could say. Okay. And I guess my final question is, if you're planning for a trip, perhaps a longer trip outside of of the parks, what would be your number one thing to do if you were staying at Orange Lake while outside of the Orange Lake bubble and Publix subs is not the answer? Okay, wait, so repeat repeat that again. I want to make sure I get this correct. Ask me that question again, please. Absolutely. So if you are going down to Disney um, or, or the, the Central Florida area for a little bit of a longer trip, and it is technically going to be a Disney trip, but you don't want to spend every day within a bubble what are some of the things that are near orange lake other than Publix? because 
for us northerners that is a treat um that you would recommend doing or or you would say is logical to do so i would say this um and if you've got a day or two where you you don't want to stay in the orange lake bubble but you want to do something else if you don't want to go to disney you've got legoland which is like if you've got small kids my nephew loves legoland it's a little bit west i think it's like closer to lakeland i believe okay on i-4 that's not too far away if you want to drive the hour and 20 minutes you got kennedy space center you got that going on for you if you want to you know really get outside the central florida or the orlando bubble area you can go to you can go there um with, with within um I would say this, you know, besides Universal and the other theme parks that are also, you know, within Central Florida, I mean, it's it's all about like it's no really no different than besides Legoland, Bush Gardens is west as well, you know. Um, you also got Tampa if you really want to go a little bit further, but you know, there's other things to do in Orlando too, man. You've got like the Orlando Eye, you've got there's goat karting, there is the fun spot. Um, I mean, there's there's other um, resorts. I believe you could buy. I think, and I don't know why you would do this because Orange Lake has some pretty good stuff. But um, Janet found us that there are some there's some websites you can go buy day passes to other resort like pools and stuff like that. Okay. So if there's one available for like Gaylord Palms, they have a great pool, Gaylord Palms, with a great water slide and like a, a surfing area. Really cool stuff. So. Um, it's kind of a lot different than public subs, uh, what you were just mentioning, <laughs> but, but I mean, there are things to do. It depends how far you want to venture out. Um, it's no different than being in the Disney bubble and like venturing out to go to do something else. Like we're going to see world or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things to do. You just have to look around. I mean, there's a lot of great, great restaurants like in Orlando that, um, and listen, we're all guilty of it. When we get in the Disney bubble, we just want to eat in a Disney bubble. But if, you know, there are great things in the city as well. Um, as long as you're willing to, to leave the bubble and, uh, and to try some different things. So, um, that's why like when we stayed here for the week, it, you know, we did a couple days in Disney, you know, the one park day and, and a couple days at Disney Springs. But you know what though? I had a great time hanging out with my family, hanging out at the Orange Lake pools, playing golf at Orange Lake. I love playing golf in Disney. I played a lot of golf at Disney courses, but for something different where I could drive two minutes to the pro shop instead of like even 20 minutes to go to like you know, the Palmer Magnolia or Lake Buena Vista. Like it was just nice to roll out and be literally I could see the pro shop from my room. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's lots to do, Chuck. I mean, it's just, you just got to kind of look around it, look around for it. Okay. And I would absolutely recommend going outside of the Disney bubble or in this case, the orange Lake bubble. When we were there um, on our not last trip, the trip before that, we did go to, uh, to Clearwater for a day. And, and like you said, that is a little bit of a hike. Uh, don't walk it. It'll take too long. Um, but we also did a day at, uh, Kelly park, um, which is escaping me as to its geographical location outside of Disney, but I think it's South, um, which is basically a naturally occurring, uh, lazy river. It's a, it's a natural spring and we saw a ton of wildlife, which by the way, in Florida does include snakes, very important detail that. It took me a minute to remember after I saw the the nope ropes uh, slithering through the water. Um, it, it's a lot of fun, so I, I do recommend that. And obviously, like you said, Legoland and SeaWorld, um, all, all of those options are great. So, Joe, thank you, uh, thank you very much for regaling us with your journeys through the Central Florida area. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, Chuck. And it's one of those things where you know I've I've 
I've mentioned this resort before, and I've I've spent a lot of time there. And everybody knows I'm I'm Saratoga Joe. I'm a DVC nut. I love Disney Vacation Club, but sometimes it's it's it doesn't hurt to look outside. And this may be an option for a family that maybe they can get a little bit more for their dollar and still be close to Disney. And, you know, hopefully we've gotten some positive reviews, uh, you know, Chuck, you know, from some of our shows where we've kind of ventured outside of Disney bubble. So I hope that like some of this uh, maybe to use of, of some of our listeners out there, maybe this will, uh, you know, they could maybe find a new spot for them uh, to stay in Orlando uh, for their Disney vacation. So I, I hope that uh, I hope it helps some people out there. Absolutely. So. That'll do it for us this week. But before we get out of here, Joe, well, actually, it's just the two of us. Joe, where can they find you on the internet? <laughs> you know, I keep saying you can find me on Twitter, but I don't really tweet much. So but I'm on Twitter, Joe Quat. Instagram is most of where I'm at, Joe Quat. Uh, and you can also find me over at the resortloop.com DVC Roundtable Show. That's fantastic. I could be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. You could find all of us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram at the Mickey Dudes or the Mickey Dudes podcast, which I think is on Instagram. You could also email us at the Mickey Dudes at gmail.com. We will eventually look at it. Hopefully, we remember. We should probably look at the email, Joe. But thank you all for joining us this week. <laughs> we will see you all next week. Just listen to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.